0: Norwegian! Imagine an amazing song right here. Yay! Okay, still working on that. Moving on. And Uh, I'm Liska. I'm Gabby. And we want to welcome you back to the second episode of
1: Cries in Norwegian. Yes, yay! Thank you to all the 37 ish people who downloaded and listened. We hope you like it. Come back, tell your friends. We know it's mainly our friends,
0: and we're very grateful. And we love you guys. And we love you guys so much, and we hope you're listening uh, and enjoying it, even if you've never seen a single second of this amazing
1: show. And then go on and watch the show. Okay, what's on the agenda again? I forgot already. Well, this week was a big week. Oh, yes. Can you tell us why? Yes, so the American version of the of Scam the Show premiered finally on Facebook, It's called Scam Austin, it takes place in Austin, Texas, and they're following the release format of the original show, where they're dropping clips uh, once a day for a week, and they're doing the whole, like, sort of social media background, which is fun. So we have gotten four clips this week. Mm -hmm. We've watched them.
0: Yeah, we watched them, so it premiered on Tuesday, there was a clip on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's not a clip today yet, uh, so I assume it's probably at some point tonight, we'll, we'll get right. uh, the full episode or the full clip, I'm still not sure how that part of the format's going to work. They they'd also
1: kind of followed a similar format in that they didn't really do a lot of promotion for it. Right, yeah, they're going to go with word of mouth and people spreading it virally, hopefully. Yeah, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, they, they announced a release date last week.
0: But that was pretty much it. I didn't see anything else uh, about it, and the people that were talking about it were the people who already knew about Scam. So right. we'll, we'll see how that goes. But
1: uh, do you have any thoughts so far? Not fully fleshed out. I liked the clips we saw. It's very hard to watch and not... I'm always comparing in my head both plot and character. Or, you know, Who's this character the equivalent of? Oh, what are they doing with this plot? Um, so it's kind of hard to shut all that off and just... Try to watch it for itself. I like some of the cultural adjustments they've made. They make sense. There's a very kind of Friday Night Lights feel to it. I thought the same thing, and uh, I don't know if you knew that Friday Night
0: Lights shot in Austin. So right, so, right, right. So it's definitely something that I do uh, think about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. I mean, I don't know that it was like. It's not just because in Texas. I mean, it's also like in the in the way that it was actually the opening with the what was her name Punam Punam's Poonam? voiceover. Uh, I did like it. Okay, so talk about changes from the original. Well,
0: first of all, I want to uh, point out that before it even premiered, pe- because, um, yes, we, ha- we have mentioned that there are other versions of Scum. Uh, there's the German one, the Italian one, and the French one so far. But this is the first version that is also written by Julie Andem, who was the original writer of Scam. Right. So there were different expectations, and no one knew if is is this a completely different thing or is it an adaptation of original Scam. And it seems like it is definitely going in the adaptation format, right? Which is which is why I also find it hard to stop. I cannot stop comparing it right, to right. their <laughs> Norwegian cont- counterparts. Yeah, I also l- liked uh, Poonam a lot, and uh, yes, let's
1: talk about that. She's the most authentic character to me so far in that she feels like a girl I knew in high school. Uh, not a specific one, but just a, a girl I might have known in high school. And uh, she feels very American and, yeah, I really like, like that She feels like actress. my friends from high school. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. She,
0: she's like, yeah, and that's the reason that I do like the opening speech is because it feels like
1: something I would have said I in high 100% would have given that speech including the tone deaf uh, kind of like I mean they say uh, your attitude is the better well, one when you, you don't care, care about, about school. I was <laughs> like cold girl <laughs>
0: but yeah i would have done that too because i was like yeah i'm i'm more committed like look at right. me i like i get fin- i get good grades and i'm in i'm in i was in the school choir too right right, right. um h- half of my social life was just like what my extracurriculars at school were that's, yeah totally. that's what it was and it was because i was like if i don't do all of these things then i, I am not going to be successful that's what everyone says and that's <laughs> what i believed and now i think it's mainly
1: all uh, not true but it, it it that was how what what i saw in the world yeah exactly it's kind of the message you given by your parents do well in school go to good college do well in the world and that kind of pressure which is i know it's, uh, you've told me it's part of what julianne kind of wanted to ta- make a show about in the first place or what she s- sensed from kids i feel like she's almost more honing in on that in this version of the show, yeah. than in Scam, OG, where it's, or at least it's a different kind of pressure, and in this case, they're very much clearly focusing on the, like, well, so far in episode one, I guess, on the, even more than in the first show, academic pressure, and and the sort of, ex, like, forces the parents, and everyone exerts on kids, and I guess kids on each other as well. So that's why, even though <laughs> I love the opening of uh, OG scam with the little like kind of socialist manifesto that Jonas gives. This one actually feels more on point thematically, and I love it. Um, yeah, it, Like reasons. I said, my
0: original reaction to it was like, "Oh my god, what is this? What is this?"
1: Because <laughs> um, it wasn't even like
0: Jonas is talking. So I was like, "Oh, are they making? Is is this like the 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 point of view of the main character?" And it wasn't even that. It was uh, Puna who who, as far as we know doesn't seem to have an equivalent. Like, she seems to be the closest to the theater kids, but the theater kids weren't real characters
1: right. in the show. So I'm very intrigued. Oh, that's right, because she's the one who gives the invitation. Yeah, I hope uh, she sticks around as more of a full-fledged character because she was my favorite part of, yeah. th- of the four clips I saw. Uh, yeah,
0: so, so far, uh, we like the speech. We like uh, Poonam. Uh, we hope she sticks around. She seems to be the biggest uh, deviation so far. The other one is the character of, or characters of who is supposed to be Isaac? Because, or Isaac, sorry. Uh, we get t- the Jonas characters, whose name is Marlon, which, fun fact, Marlon is the name of the actor who played Jonah, and th- Jonas in the original version, so I thought that was cute. He has uh, two close friends, not one, and they're Shay, a girl, and Tyler, uh, a boy. And it seems like sh- they Shay h- had a lot of the Isaac role
1: in the clips so far. Right, she's the one who's always interrupting... Uh... Marlon, megan and Marlon. Marlon. um yeah so which was kind of uh isak's role so are they going to play the girl what's her name girl isak <laughs> uh shay shay are they gonna play shay as having a crush on on megan on megan uh it, it's interesting to see how that, that yeah so sorry so
0: i'm in- intrigued about that i know like I am in the official Scam Austin group on Facebook, and I know that's one of the things that people have reacted to the strongest. What's the general, like, mood? Well, there were actually a couple fights from what I saw. (laughs) Of course. Because there was a lot of people who were like, first of all, a lot of people seem to love Shay, but they also seem to object to the fact of like, oh, are they changing my evac storyline that I love so much into uh, a lesbian story? and. As if it was a lesser story, which is the part that I was like a bit conflicted about. I was like, why why is one less valid than the other? Right. So uh,
1: we'll see. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this the other day where I guess I can see the argument that sort of culturally it does feel like we are more okay with two girls being together than two boys, but then the end result is that there's so little representation. Yeah. Of I, I I don't think there's either. anything Yeah. And It's funny because the other
0: part that we mentioned was that I feel like this is also a reaction to one of the big criticisms in the original scam and Norwegian scam is that there aren't any lesbian characters. So I don't know if this is a response to that, but I know that Julianne is very aware of what her fandom uh, thinks about a lot of issues. So I I feel safe theorizing that, yes, if if Shay is a... uh, queer, then it might be a risk in response to that family right, action right. and that like desire for that type of representation too. Interesting. Okay, uh, so we'll see how that develops, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I my one thing that I wanted to say is that uh, so far I'm not completely feeling Megan and Marilyn as a couple. Yeah. I kind of don't like Marilyn, and I don't. I mean Jonas was never a a perfect boyfriend, but I always like. Couldn't help but liking him.
1: Yeah, there's something about the way he's being. I'm not sure if it's the performance or the way they're writing him, making you know making his character come out. But he is. He seems more. I don't know, shady or problematic or something than than previously. Like the scene where they like we talked about a second ago, where they are. Um, in the field and he starts chasing her around for the bag and I'm like this I don't think even as a kid I would have found this charming yeah cute. I, I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm like I'm like I know I'm supposed to be reading this as cute but I'm just not It's yeah and I don't think it's because we're older looking at teenagers and realizing oh those things that we would have been okay with are actually problematic I think it's actually would be like weird yeah and a then, weird vibe from the whole thing
0: and then when he's trying to get her to listen to his music She's, like, so not into it. So I'm like,
1: what is keeping
0: these two people together? Like, what 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 is the interest between them? So I'm not quite seeing that. Whereas with Eva and Junas, even when they were fighting, I got that there was
1: this chemistry yes. and this attraction between them. So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, they felt like best friends who... We're also romantic and we're having conflict. Yeah, and this just feels like a weird, like forced relationship. Maybe so yeah. far. Yeah. So, so that's the the part that I'm still like, I don't know, guys. And we'll that see. relationship is so key to
0: season one. So, right. so we see where it goes from that. Um, my cousin, uh, Karina. Hey, Karina. I know you're listening because you love <laughs> me. She hasn't seen original scam because she hasn't had the chance, and she's watching this, and she already was like, uh, that Mar- Marlon looks like Ansel Elgort, so I know he's gonna be a douche. <laughs> so, uh, she's not a. Fan either
1: the Ansel effect (laughs) the
0: Ansel effect Um, Uh, I will
1: say one thing one other small thing about uh it's interesting it is so hard to keep from comparing and I'm trying not to and just to watch it on its own merits but where I think it is interesting to compare is on the cultural differences yes um so I thought it was a good choice to make Megan who is the let's say the Ava character um, more either middle class or working class, and um, also that her parents are around, yes. except they're in conflict rather than just being absentee. Yeah, that's one of the things that I
0: pointed as something that you can definitely see. Like, th- that feels authentic to the uh, U.S. experience
1: yeah, as I know it. and for the little I caught of their argument, it sounds like they're arguing over finances and jobs, yes. and so that's very sort of of the moment. Um, another interesting subtle cultural thing that I don't know how I feel about is that when his name when in the original Jonas uh, sneaks into her bedroom and mm-hmm. they have a conversation where she's like suspicious of him and where have you been and all that uh in this they meet outside in a park and I just thought that was interesting like why did they change that is it that it seems unrealistic that a that a boy would be sneaking into a girl's room would it be too controversial Maybe it, be too hard uh um, like because because the spaces are so much smaller like I don't I don't true. know uh,
0: yeah it, it was just an interesting thing i that stuck out to me. <clears throat> yeah, the pants was the big thing that I noticed. I also noticed that everyone had a car. Which yes.
1: Car culture. Car culture, Texas. Yes, for sure, 100%. Um, it totally, I was totally surprised when she pulls up next to Marlon and he's got a truck and she's got a car, and I was like, oh wait, they drive. They drive, <laughs> yeah. Marlon's speech about sports
0: culture, I I could leave or I could take it, whatever, I don't feel that strongly about it, but that's another instance where I thought about Friday Night Lights because it seems like a thing that Julie Taylor would be like, uh, all about although not really because she loves football but no 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 not julie you know who would say that no it's uh uh, tyra tyra yeah Yeah, that would be like a hundred percent tyra has said that yeah but when tyra says i'm like yeah girl when marlon's saying i'm like come on yeah there was something that
1: felt a little and like ah it's so hard to judge on its own merit whether i'm reacting to just not being the original show but because they didn't have that opening with or Mar- or slash Marlin where he's complaining about society suddenly he's complaining about society and I'm like I don't know that I believe that you care it just yeah. sounds like you're being a douche and like not and contrarian and not wanting to to go with your girlfriend girlfriend yeah um, it's yeah so it's it's
0: a, a little unusual yeah all right uh, last thing uh, I do I am following everyone on uh, Instagram oh, yeah. um, so that's been cool so there's a couple characters that we already know like we have cool ones for but um... I'm ex- I think we're going to meet the Vilda character, Kelsey, in tonight's clip. And then the Sana and the Nora characters, they seem to have uh, Instagrams, but they seem to be private so far, so it's been mainly just speculation. So it's been fun to, like... Uh Kind of like follow that as it's been on un- being unveiled, right? It's uh, so fun. You're getting to like, get the
1: experience of the, gr- the growing uh, yes. process, rather yeah. than just sort of. If limited. anyone
0: does want to follow the characters on Instagram, uh, the Instagrams show up when you go to go to the Scam Austin show page. They're oh. just like because Instagram is owned by Facebook, uh, and the other cool thing about that is because Facebook owns Instagram. They've been able to put up pictures uh, even from like last year. Like there's pictures in Megan's uh, Facebook uh, Instagram that say like October twenty seventeen. Wow. Yeah. So
1: it's that. Are they just the actresses' private pictures? They must be. I no. I, I don't know. I don't know how they did it. I don't understand. Oh no. They've probably been planning this for a while. Yeah. So they could have been like doing photo shoots all along. Yeah. Okay. And, we don't, and we don't know. Duh. So
0: that's cool. Uh, well, I think that's it for Scam Austin for now. We'll yeah. have more thoughts next time as it develops. Yeah. And I can't. I'm actually kind of excited to see what Talent Night looks like. I assume that's yes. what the what, which isn't
1: that by the way, the small difference, cultural difference. A Talent Night instead of a house party. Instead of a house party, which is oh, interesting. now I remember the other one. The big one is
0: because we cannot have the bus right uh where it seems like the big thing is the dance dance team teams. which That's, feels yeah. a bit of a downgrade but we'll see how it plays out
1: but i can see i hope maybe she, or maybe she's pushing in this direction again of that sort of academic pressure success pressure um achievement pressure of general american culture which where um where they're they're making this bus into a dance team, which is about extracurricular slash yeah, yeah. Uh, which which, which again ties to what Punam was saying,
0: and and something that I noted about when she gave her speech is not just accomplishments, it's abilities. She's right. she's like, you do what you're good at, right? Because uh, when when Megan jokingly was like, well, why don't you just do a scene from from Frozen? She was like, why would I do that when it's when acting is not one of my abilities, right? Um, Even though it may be her passion, it's, yeah,
1: is a thing that she loves, but she's only gonna do. Things. So I,
0: I mainly, get, and it seems like everyone around Megan is good at something, and I don't think that Megan knows what, what she's, she's good, good at. at.
1: Maybe at one point she was good at dance. We'll see where that goes. Right, right. Which is maybe an interesting, almost sharper. Um, s- sticking to that theme in 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 OG scam Eva, it's sort of in the background. This idea yeah. that she's academically or, or it's more about her interpersonal relationships yeah. which I love so maybe it's interesting that they, in the American version they're focusing more on that because I think
0: you cannot escape the focus of school
1: yeah and
0: the pressure of that in American I don't right. I don't know how it is in the rest of the world but I this obsession with grades feels very very uh, specific to the United States yeah
1: um, I mean I think in most places there's a uh you know focus on academics maybe i don't know i i almost want to say more than in america but maybe in a different way is a better answer where i mean it's ironic that i mean norway is one of the countries that has the highest mm-hmm. standardized testing and consistently yep. like top in the world one of the top few countries in the world well, could could one say that the united states struggles more with education
0: than uh, oh, other totally. countries like and yet vast- we're
1: fixated with yeah, it yeah so
0: i think that's an interesting like dichotomy maybe right. to a certain extent and now it made me think of what Marlon was saying about how sports make us th- reinforce the notion that winners who work hard and losers are lazy. Right, which is uh, very
1: American. Yes. Very, very puritanical American kind yeah. of. Um, if you are not successful... If you're not wealthy, if you're not uh, achieving or trying hard, then you're a loser. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's all your fault. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and who gives a shit about
0: what you like? Exactly. Go play the violin. <laughs> exactly. Okay, for for reals. All right. Okay. OG. OG scam. So we are in episode three, episode which
1: three. might be one of my favorite episodes. Honestly, watching it, <laughs> I was cackling the whole time. I loved it. It's so good. It is one of it's. I wrote perfect scene a couple of times in my notes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there's so many scenes, there's quite a few scenes that accomplish several things at once in a really well structured way, which I really admired. Okay. Anyway, it picks up right uh, where well, the last one leads yes. off. Yes. I'm going to say the title of the episode is oh, yes.
0: We're the Biggest Losers in School. Uh, lost Losers. Which, Lost Losers. Uh, and this feeling of being, of social hierarchy is something that is uh, going to be very important to the show. Over all its seasons, but especially to the Girl Squad. Yeah. Because this is the episode where we finally meet all of the Girl Squad. Yay! Yay! The girl Squad is the best squad. I mean, I have a lot of love for my boy squad. <laughs> I have a lot of um, um, amusement for the Balloon Squad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Girl Squad is the best squad.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Okay. Um,
1: yeah. So, so yes. yeah. So, Picks up right where we left off in the last episode. Eva and Jonas. Jonas? Did we decide on Jonas? I don't it's Eunice. I think. Yunas are coming back from their cabin trip. There's definitely tension between them. They basically there's this conversation where it's they're kind of coming at it like they're in different places in life. Like Yunus wants to have he wants to spend time with his friends too, but to Eva, like right now he is her, her whole a world. Lot, yeah. And there's a it's kind of a conflict there. And he actually encourages her, he basically gives her sort of her season two act. Um, oh, sorry, season one, act two, goal, which is... Get some friends. uh, Get some friends. (laughs) I
0: actually love this conversation uh, because it's one of those moments where, obviously, they start with just complete awkwardness yeah and complete silence i actually really like the sound design
1: and in, in at the beginning of the episode do you know what? i finally that scene actually reminded me finally of what the filmmaking reminds me of or who what filmmaking style which is david gordon green okay sort of in the early 2000s had um several movies that were in this george washington is one of them okay. uh i'm blanking out on, on the other ones but it's this very it's in the sort of re- relaxed camera and editing that sort of time slips and voice la- overlaps from different clips. Oh, that does and sound like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, I love it. It's, this, like, such a moody but easy um, atmosphere, and I think it's, like, so much of what I love about the show. But anyway, go ahead. And what I like about it is
0: he knows he's screwed up, and this is just, to me... He's still being kind of a douche because that's a little bit of just who he is inherently. But it's just such... It feels like him being sincere and honest and... And communicating. And communicating. (laughs) And 100% when he says, you're my favorite person. You're the coolest girl I know.
1: It, does, it doesn't feel like a line. No, not at all. And he says, like, anybody would be lucky to have you as a friend. And I just, like, cheered and clapped. I know. I was,
0: like, and now I'm talking about it, I'm just, like, oh, my God. This is, this is why sometimes I'm, like, I know that there's so much about you two that that does not fit. But I like them. I just genuinely (sighs) like them.
1: They just seem like two people who have come of age together or are coming of age together and they're sort of growing into each other and around each other and it just, yeah, I love their dynamic and their relationship. So yeah, so the goal has been set. Jonah says, my
0: dear girlfriend who I love, please get some damn friends. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, which is so funny because he's definitely in the wrong in the last episode. Yes, hundred percent. He he screwed up. Yes, but but he's not wrong about this. He's not wrong about this, and he's being kind, and he's be and he's right. And she acknowledges that. Yes, yeah, which is yeah, it's so good. Um, oh, do you know what also the scene made me think of? It's so nice to see, and I was like, yes, this is why I love this show. It's so nice to see two teenage characters in a show where they have conflict that is stemming from very internal. You know, their, their characters, but uh, it's without the sort of like drama, like the fake drama yeah. of t of sort of let's say broadly speaking, CW shows, no offense to CW shows, of course, you and I love our CW yeah. shows, but without that sort of heightened soap operatic drama, you know, like yeah, and it's also like, like I- imagine on Dawson's Creek, it would be like a fight and somebody throws something, yeah. and you know, but in this one, it's just this sort of like heartfelt, um. A real conversation and, and the subtleties of knowing the other person and just being able to read
0: right. and understand where they're coming from, right? Uh, without without it having to be spelled out, right? It, immediately when he says something like "I like hanging out with my friends," he sees her face and he's like, "Okay, like how do how do I I know what she's reacting to? Because I understand her. She does not have to tell me what her conflict is. She has never said, 'I I've lost my friends,'
1: right?" And the but he, subtext of that is I've lost my friends because, because and to, let's not say, say it yet that, yeah, what, yeah. but it, let's say he's related to But he to knows. It, but he knows, And yeah. he understands. They have a history. Yeah. Yeah, the show really understands all the characters' histories, and I'll mention this with Build.2 later, uh, but I noticed something in this episode that really impressed me with regards to that. Okay, Cool. So, okay, so then after that, after that good advice from Eunice, they go to... She goes, she comes home to an empty house. Oh, yes. Her mom (laughs) has been there, but they did not cross pads at all. Yes, she just left her some money. Again, the absentee mother. Side note, for some reason I love spotting IKEA furniture basically in all shows, but <laughs> especially in this show for some reason. And in this case, it's this little table. You know those dining room tables that fold down on both sides? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like those. I love those. And they're so good for small kitchens, which is why I associate them, like crappy LA small kitchens, but they have a, it has it's very uh, elegantly and tastefully used in uh, in this house, big house. Eva's. Anyway, totally unimportant no. No. Cool. Uh, Ikea spotting. So Ava opens her Facebook and um,
0: tra- uh, tries to chat with Nora. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> very, awkward is, very awkward messaging. Very
0: awkward. She's like, rewrites the matcha- message a million times and then ends up se- sending the letter H. Right. <laughs> and then quickly being like, sorry, I was trying to say hi and blah, 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 blah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and like, then Nura's response is just, like, a thumbs up.
1: <laughs> which just makes it worse. Yes. Yeah, so good. And then we... It's basically just a quick scene, and we go on to the school. Okay, so I swear, I cu- okay, I couldn't swear to it, but I there's a guy who walks across screen and, that I'm, like, 80% sure is Magnus, before he was Magnus. It's possible. He is in a couple scenes in, in the, the background first, in the, background, yeah. the first season. Uh, so, I don't know that I noticed him this time, but it could totally be him. It was Magnus spotting, my <laughs> second favorite, next to Ikea spotting. So, oh, and then... In the school, the scene is in a classroom, Spanish class. Yes, and it turns out that Nora and Eva
0: have been in it's, you would assume the same Spanish class for the last couple of months. But she's just never noticed her. Yeah. But so like. this is the first time that they sort of like not notice each other, and not only acknowledge each other, Nora actually takes a seat next to uh, yes, Eva, and she says.
1: H. H. Uh, there there are several sort of shippery moments. Now that you've told me that people ship the two of them, uh, I totally get it. Yeah. I may be shipping them now, too. <laughs> um, this is one of the best ones, where uh, Eva wants to sit next to her. She can't. And then Nura chooses Ava. Eva. Which is I like, know. Ah, she says my heart. And then ten seconds later, saves her from total embarrassment oh, yeah. in
0: front <laughs> of the whole class.
1: Yes. So Nura's an interesting character. We can maybe talk about her as well now, too. We because could. she's so wish-fulfillment character. She is. Like, the second
0: line that she says to, uh, uh, Eva in this episode is like, oh, I lived in
1: Madrid. And I was like, Nora is cooler than all of us. But everyone, she is the person you wish you were in high school. And they, sort of the, epitome of that for me is when she corrects the teacher's Spanish. Yeah. Um, the Spanish teacher's Spanish. And it's sort of this, like, classy talking back that you mm-hmm. can't argue with, not even the teacher can, that everyone wishes they could have done yeah. in school. Yeah, she's not being bratty. She's yeah. not
0: being, like, there's just something so poised and, like, I, couldn't, I don't know, like, charming and just, like, yes. and, and this is the girl who always, kind of, always knows who she is. Um, yes. And she's okay with it. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because eventually, when we get to season two, that's kind of her struggle because William, sort of who we'll meet soon, sort of goes against everything that she believes,
1: and she's She's
0: a hundred percent not willing to compromise who she is, and I kind of uh, love her. For right, it.
1: right. And when you find out her pa- background and her past, you totally understand where her beliefs come from. Yeah, uh, and why she feels so strongly about them. Um, but, yes, poised is the perfect word for Nura. Yeah, and then we get to see
0: our my favorite stairwell. Ah, uh, yes. Yay! <laughs> the stairwell. The uh, so, so it's a scene where uh, Isaac and Junas and Eva are just, like, kind of hanging out. And then down the stairs come Vilde and Chris. Uh, Vilda says hi, and this is the first time that we hear about the bus. Yeah,
1: the bus. So, uh, I just want to gush about Vilda's little mouse voice for a second, and then we can talk about yeah. who's best. I love Vilda's character so much. I will never stop talking about this. I mean, I love all of them, but man, Wilda oh, is the best. I told, she's she's just so specific, Yes. and oh, there's just something about her the, that she, I love. She... Oh, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to put a pin in it, and we can come back and talk about her in relation to some other characters later. Um, sure.
0: So, do we want to talk a little bit about, for because... Oh, Roos. Yeah. So, if you've seen Scam, then at this point you have a pretty good idea of what Roos is. But if you haven't,
1: and are still listening, because you're great... Uh, be, prepared. be prepared. Have prepared. your mind blown by this uh, a cultural... Anomaly of Nor- Norway.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna take a couple minutes to take a pause on our little um, conversation and just
1: talk to you a little bit about Rus or yeah. what, what would you. Rusifering? fury Oh, I was gonna pretend I knew Norwegian and and, and say it, but I forgot and I think I closed the, the window. I oh, don't have it written okay. anymore. So, okay, so yes, Norwegian Corner. Yes, Norwegian Corner. It's kind of like senior week uh, in American schools, mm-hmm. but just to the nth degree, it's it's uh, basically for three weeks,
0: starting at the end of April, I think you said. Yeah, like April 20th, around, I I, and I think some people, it varies what day it starts. Until May 17th, which, which is, is their day. Constitution Day. Yes. Uh, all seniors all around Norway. Not all, like it's, it's not, a choice to participate. I know. But Seniors run away, get the choice to participate in this uh, tradition that has been going on since 1905. I read that on Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, called Rusfaring uh, or or just Rusfeden. I can't I, don't know. I can't say it. Uh, where you get to party for three weeks. Essentially, you go to school and then on the weekends you have a bus that you've been pimping out for the whole year, where you and your friends just go. And uh, go to music festivals or just to parties and party. Yeah, here's here's
1: my understanding. You you, you as a group, you guys buy a bus. Yep. You deck it out with paint and lights and booze and uh, it says I read somewhere. I mean I read on Wikipedia that people used to actually take off the tops of trucks and build cabins on the on the bed of the truck. Um, I think they no longer do that. So so yeah, and then they kind of every day or rather every night, gather and they'll have parties with each other, and just like drink, a of, yeah, you just like drink.
0: A, it's just about drinking and 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 sex and sleeping <laughs> around. That seems
1: to be like the two, just having a blast with your friends before you go to university. Yeah, celebrating your twelve or thirteen years of education and to, being together before you go off to college and yeah. work. Apparently like most buses are like fifteen to twenty five students,
0: which kinda goes into uh like from what we know from all, all the other years that that adds up.
1: But it's also like a huge it's really expensive, so it's a huge like right. commitment. And, then, and now they get uh and I've also heard that they get sponsors. sponsors. Yeah. Which is why Yunus calls it my little budding socialist. Younus <laughs> calls it um capitalist Capitalist. venture and why he's against it which I totally support but also it's kind of amazing Um, I'm saying they get sponsors but you still like your parents still have to usually like give in at least like two grand
0: uh, just to get you into that bus right just because you know at the end of the day no matter how much you sponsor you're 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 buying a bus you're buying alcohol like for three
1: weeks basically every day so yeah and then after that period, they'll sell the bus to the next generation. So yeah. these buses get, kind of get passed down. Okay, I just want to read a couple of my favorite sentences from the Wikipedia entry on Roos, yeah. and then we can move on. By the early 2000s, authorities were once again worried about impact of the parting and alcohol consumption during the... Oh, I'm going to try roos uh, in an attempt to reduce the extent of the celebrations, some of the final exams in public schools were moved to early May. So they moved the tests into May to try to make people... Uh, the idea being, I think, to make them stay home and study instead of go out and party. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Traditionally, tests were taken in late May or early June. They This had however no noticeable effect and resistance from pupils organizations moved the exams back with the argument that the only effect was to have pupils sacrifice grades for partying that feels a hundred percent true oh
0: my god that's amazing good for you guys
1: Nothing f- gets in the way of your partying. Yeah, anything else? My other favorite thing is that they name, so people get like to be Roose President, Roose Coordinator. Uh, they get sort of different titles. They have a fake, some, sometimes they'll do a fake newspaper, uh, which is hilarious. And then they also sometimes have a... I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, wait, I just I lost it now. The contraceptive res- yep, responsible person. I just,
0: I just read that too. Contraceptive responsible uh, person. Hey
1: guys, at least they're being safe. I mean I applaud this uh and so yes they, at least they are safe uh I support this 100% and apparently the Red Cross decided to give away condoms for free to roost because of the massive increase in chlamydia herpes and gonorrhea after May one year I this just makes me so sad that I was not a senior in nor in a Norwegian high school, in it's, high school. it seems
0: insane like I can't <laughs> believe there hasn't been like well, first of all, I can't believe we don't get a
1: season of the show where we get to see the girls do all of this. I had so many moments in these two episodes where I was just, ugh, why didn't we get more? Uh, but yes,
0: go ahead. Uh, and then uh, just a the small detail of uh, basically people know that you're participating in ruse because you actually were like red overalls and then in the overalls uh you can put the who's sponsoring you so that's part of where the sponsoring comes in and i think Uh, it can be
1: different colors and i think those colors represent different
0: disciplines and things um, well, because uh, on the May 17th um, celebration, they also have their hats What that says, like, what college they're going to go to. Right, right, right.
1: And, um, oh, yeah. All this partying is actually to celebrate the fact that they're, you know, graduating and going on to higher education. Which, um, I just thought about it this time, but I guess in Puerto Rico we have a
0: one... Well, not in all of Puerto Rico. In the Metro San Juan private school area, uh, th- basically there's um, a day where the... Seniors sort of, like, give their place as, as, like, the senior class to the juniors. And there's, right. a, there's a whole ceremony. Um, and, like, in my case, the seniors came dressed. Uh, you took your uniform, because we had, it was a Catholic old girl school. We had <laughs> uniforms. And you, like, spray painted your uniform, you painted whatever. And then in your shirt, you put what college you were going to. Nice. Uh, what This and that. But then, uh, usually, people go would go to Rio Mar, which is one of the, like, uh, beach Complexes and uh, would party all like all night. Right. Like that was like a right, celebration right. of like uh, 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 as rising Junior as rising seniors. That was one of the right, events right, right. that you would go to.
1: Yeah, and in no way am am I like looking down on this. I think it's an amazing oh, it's, tradition. It's so cool. Uh, in fact, like so in my school we had senior week, and if I remember, you know, there was like pajama day where yeah, all the yeah. seniors got to come and dress in their pajamas. And, and I think they do. Cut day. And I think they
0: do also do those types of events, too, because, right. uh, like, basically, you you have to win knots, which aren't actual knots. It seems like they're little trinquets. Tr- oh, trinquets, right, that they
1: put in their caps. Uh, that
0: they put in their caps, uh, and a lot of them are dares, but I think, and a lot of dares are just, like, have sex in public. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but some of them are also, I think, on the tamer side of, like, I saw right. pictures of wear bread for shoes for an entire day. Oh, nasty. Uh, yeah. There's some that's the, really... There's some interesting <laughs> Instagrams. That's where I draw my line. <laughs> and, and just, and I think even stuff like Pajama Day and stuff like that right. also plays into it. But right, yeah, for the most part, that's not the appeal. The appeal is the near constant drinking that happens and for I three weeks.
1: And I just really admire that they took this... Idea of celebrating to such a well, it's such also when you
0: turn 18, like when you uh, the, oh, yeah. the legal drinking age is 18, so yeah, that, that also technically legal. And they uh, hire drivers, so it's not like they're drunk driving, right? Uh, so, so overall, in Norway, we think that you guys are onto something and that it's wild that more people don't talk about it. Right. Like, <laughs> what
1: and it's so weird in America, you know, we have this like weird conflict of a, a very hyper sexualized culture and also a strangely. Uh, puritanical restrictive culture. And I think, as we mentioned in the Scam Austin part, I think some of the changes they're making, I think, might will reflect that. Yeah. And it's just interesting how, uh, I don't know, it's just interesting to observe, I guess, I mean, the cultural differences. The choice
0: of Texas is an interesting one because as someone who's never even been to Texas, it actually feels like an entirely different world That's true. from the rest of the United States. That so, is true. Uh, and that is one place where those things are definitely at conflict uh, Yes, yeah, all the time. as we know from Friday Night Lights. Thank you, Friday Night Lights, yeah. for educating us. Yeah, everything I know about Texas I learned from, uh, <laughs> you know what, Texas forever.
1: Yeah, clear, what is it, clear eyes? Clear eyes, full hearts, can't can lose. lose.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you have any more questions about crucifering, uh, sorry I butchered that, uh, Google it, it's kind of amazing. Yes. Okay. So okay, essentially, back to, as back to the show, Vilde goes up to Eva and says, "Hey, we're I'm starting a bus," which is a literally a bus. This this thing that we're talking about, she's preparing for it uh, 3 weeks, 3 years before it happens. Do you want to be on it? She's very organized. She's very organized. And Eva's kind of like, "Well, I'm looking for friends," so she just doesn't hesitate and she says, "Yeah." The reason that this scene is so perfect is because while this whole conversation about Vilda saying, hey, join my bus. And I'm saying, okay, fine. Chris is standing behind her, sucking, sucking on a spoon and, like, <laughs> staring into Isaac's eyes. And, like, I mean, I think you could say... I fucking him. I don't I mean, I was <laughs> that, trying... That is actually the perfect phrase. Yeah. I was like,
1: uh, passionately, no, that's not quite right. No, she is. I fucking him. I am. was
0: trying to think of another way of saying it, but that's when she's doing it. Yeah. And Emma's not even realizing, because compl- her attention is completely unveiled. She's like, oh my God, new friend, new friend. But the two boys are like, what the fuck? Is Jonas's the... face is pretty amazing in in that and, whole and thing. entire scene. And then as soon as they walk away, the boys burst out yeah. laughing, and
1: I was like, "What did I miss? What did I <laughs> miss?" <laughs> uh, this is one of those moments where I was especially mad that we didn't get f- further seasons and we didn't get more insight into Chris because I think standalone is that there's that moment after the two girls leave that Essex is something like, "What the f was that?" Yeah, and. Thank you for saying F instead of me, who's just like... <laughs> <laughs> we can keep it to a minimum, uh, because there's all these children who aren't listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say? Oh, um, just that it's, you know, that it'd be easy for Chris as a character to slip into this stereotype of the kind of... Fat weird girl. Yeah, and and, um, that's, and that's what a lot of people sort of criticize about her portrayal. Yeah, as much as we love Chris, because I think we do genuinely love her. She's fantastic, and and I think the show walks a very fine line, and sometimes it slips too far in in into that stereotype. But but uh, mostly, I think it's on the positive side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what it would have nullified any weirdness is if we had gotten. More of her, her as a straight. and I understand they had conflicts, you know, in terms of the actress's schedule and stuff. It was a problem, so that sucks. but anyway, I would I would just love to see more of Chris and have her more. This is one of those moments where I really felt that. I agree. Uh, I also because I, I,
0: we, we have had many conversations where I mean, I love girl groups because I, I basically all my life, I've mainly just been me and my uh, girlfriends. but uh-huh. I'm obsessed with like dynamics of girl groups and like who's closer to who and whatever. Uh, and yes. we've, we've discussed the whole Nura is suddenly everyone's best friend when it's their season.
1: Right. But I like
0: how well established it is that Chris and Vilda are like, are 100% for each other no matter what.
1: Yes. And you know, I was even thinking about what makes them such a good uh, pairing. And they're so interestingly similar and different. Um, so they're very, they're like extremely different in a lot of ways. So Vilda's very organized, very prim, proper. And, and Chris is sort of the opposite. She's sort of slovenly. I mean, she's... villa is the most intense person in the world. Yeah. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> yes, fair. and Chris is sort of the opposite. Anything goes, do not really care about anything, not super into the way she looks or anything like that. And they're, but they're very, very similar in their... They're both so, in a weird way, innocent. Yeah. Uh, neither is innocent about sex, which I really like, but they are innocent in this, like, outlook in the world. Yeah. But in different ways. So Chris is very positive... Uh, loves everyone, mm-hmm. has no prejudices in her simplicity, and uh, Vilda's is different, especially yeah. in which comes up when Sana which comes around. Yeah, we're we're about to get there, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah, so then um,
0: then I think we just have Eva and Nora meeting, uh, running into each other again in school.
1: Yeah, they just strike up a convo, and 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 Nora keeps the joke about the age letter going on, which I thought was cute. which is cute. She's trying to make uh, Eva feel better about it, is how I interpret that. Well,
0: I think Nora has already flat out said that she also doesn't have any friends, so... uh, Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely interest between the two of them. Yeah, it's just like
1: they're testing each other out. Like, can we be friends? Should we be friends?
0: I mean, making new friends is hard, guys, Yeah, and you really are just... Kind of like testing the waters. Am I being annoying? Is the interest mutual? Like, what's going on? And then uh, the other shows up again. She's Uh, she's <laughs> she, just everywhere this she episode
1: pops in. <laughs> she pops in she wants to know if uh, Eva can host the- oh yeah she can host their Roost Bus meeting uh, which I love because there's no, I noticed this time she says Chris can't do it because her mom's having a wine thing which comes up again and then she's uh, but I, and I can't do it in my place because it would be quote unquote too stressful Yeah. which uh, I really appreciated that they are conscious and aware of each character's living situation yes. even before that character becomes the character of the season. Yeah. It's um, it's my
0: other frustration with why we never get a Vilda season uh, because it's been so carefully laid out since basically the first, first time that we, that we yeah. meet her. And, and, it, and I just wanted to know more. Yeah. I,
1: I do. I genuinely wanted to know more. I actually felt myself get mad at that last episode in this scene uh-huh. because I thought of that scene or I thought of Vilda's scenes in the last episode where they sort of wrap up all the characters a very last episode of the show and uh, I, I got mad about it. I did. Yeah, I can understand that. Eva
0: eventually is like, okay, uh, how many people? And Eva and Gilda's like, us us three. Yeah. Uh, and she invites Nura, who immediately shoots her down. Oh, yeah, she's not having any of that. Until. Until Chris shows up and she is followed by the light of my life. <laughs> Yay! And we are finally introduced to my favorite character, Sana.
1: Sana. Um. So, Sana... It's such a good character introduction too. She yeah. just comes into frame like a boss. She just comes boss. into frame
0: like a boss. Uh, again, I'm gonna explain some things to people who haven't seen it. Uh, Sana is uh, wearing a hijab because she is Muslim and proud. Yeah. Uh, so and and she only wears black because but that's just like a personal choice. Right. That's just because like. So in comes in this like tough, tough Muslim, like confident, like badass girl. Yeah. And Chris informs everyone, hey, this is my friend Sana, and uh, she wants to join our bus. Yeah, <laughs> or like, I asked her to, to, sort of randomly, she asked her to yeah. join. Yeah, and then, um, I love, because Vilda's like, how did you to me? And Sana <laughs> says something like, we met at Ramadan at the mosque. Right. <laughs> uh, and just with that line, I was like, girl... I love you. And yes. Chris, Chris starts laughing. I'm like, again, I loved Chris's, the like you were talking, the difference between Vilda's reactions and Chris's
1: reaction through this entire scene. Yes. is horrified, and uh, there's this sort of, I mean, it's obvious. It's because Sana is Muslim. Muslim.
0: And she, she Vilda basically is not the most PC of persons, but she also knows, she, I don't really know this person, so she kind of just keeps trying to, like, hint at it, and then eventually comes out and explicitly says, like, I thought Muslims can't participate in in, in in Bruce. And yeah, it's
1: a great scene. It really shows off all their dynamics. Yeah, so Vilda being this, you know, like you said, she's very uh, un-PC, as you said, but I really love, I feel like, especially today in America, we sometimes have a hard time portraying on, on television, you know, characters who we can see, who are, have bad opinions, let's say, mm-hmm. but who are still likable, and you understand, like, you, you just want them to be better, rather than condemning them for it, and I feel like I said this a lot smarter the first time, but now I can't remember what I said, so we can just move on. I just, uh, I just, I don't know, the, I like that well, you
0: said, yeah, this idea that, in this reality that we live in, um, we can, we, we can... Uh, see where Vilda is wrong and she needs to educate herself but we can also be empathetic to her and to her character. Right. Um, Without judgment. And
1: we still like her. uh, Right, right. Even if we can recognize some parts of her are she needs to grow up in some ways. Yeah, And then she's not perfect. So I love, I just love the way that that trait is carried through in this in the whole show um, and how she does evolve in her thinking in some ways. And then Sana just walks away which I've noticed she
0: does a lot in these episodes. Yeah. But as soon as she's done with the moment, she's like, nope, bye. Done, bye. (laughs) Done, bye. Uh, And she leaves the the rest of the girls are still there. Uh, Vilde now is much more um, open with the fact that she does not want Sana to uh, join their
1: bus. Yeah, I think it's not this scene. The next scene, she literally just says, uh, or scene after the meeting, she doesn't mean like, I just don't think she really belongs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, can you get more open about that? Yes.
0: Uh, and uh, but then she's quickly shut down because Nuda's like, oh, if she's in the bus, I'm in the I'm bus. In the bus, yeah. And it's like numbers, numbers. Okay, let's let's see where this goes. Yeah. Um, also okay, because well. I'm sure everyone can instantly tell that Nura
1: is cooler than them. So they're like, <laughs> if she wants to be in the bus, let's see where let's see where if we can keep her there. Yes. What do we have to do? Uh, and then it comes what may be the best scene, in my opinion, of the episode, which is the meeting. It's their first meeting, their first bus meeting. Yes. So in this meeting, they're basically discussing how they're going to proceed with the bus and how they're going to raise money. And Vilda is very much trying to be in charge, and she's made a budget and a schedule and everything. She's also bought, ba- 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 like... So much toilet paper. Right. There's a subplot with the toilet paper that I luckily have forgotten what the out result is or even how it fully evolves. So I'm looking forward to finding that out again. But basically, she seems to have foolishly bought a lot of toilet paper and they're trying to figure out how to sell it to raise money. Yeah. Which of course she portrays as like we're so ahead of the game because we have all this toilet toilet paper, paper. (laughs) which I love. Always build is gonna build it. Yeah. And so, but the subtext of the scene is this power struggle between Vilda and Sana, and... And it's great. Yeah. Uh, because, basically, as soon as Vilda's done with her little speech
0: of, this is where we are, yeah, 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 Sana's like, no, no, everything you just said doesn't matter. Uh, it's a waste of time. We are the losers at the school. At Like, and they all sort of, like, balk at that, and she's like, no, no, I'm laying down the truth. Right. Like... She turns to Bill then and she says, you got thrown out of Pepsi Max. She doesn't say Pepsi Max, but that what we know. Right. Uh, and basically points out, like, we're all losers. Yeah. And uh, points to herself as the biggest loser of right. them all. Right, She, she says, I'm a Muslim in a faithless country. I am the biggest loser of, of, right, out of right. all of us. Um, and, and yet, you you don't really have time to feel sorry for her, because then she's like, okay, I have a plan. <laughs> and this is how we're going to uh, have a cool bus. And the plan is very simple. It says, uh, I want you guys to basically prostitute
1: yourselves with the older boys. 97ers! Yes. So, okay, backing up for a second. So... Sana is absolutely right. She gets something that Vilda definitely doesn't get and probably never will, um, and that the other girls don't get, which is that you never want to be wanted. You, am sorry, you, either, you want others to want, want you. You don't want to want them. I mean, which is what Vilda has never been able to understand. Oh, totally. She's the opposite. She's like, please love me. And so, so Sana is very <laughs> astute in that and smart. But how her plan to make that happen, to make them popular, is it's to... A- Again, like, basically prostitute she, themselves Yeah, she says, uh, do you know any... And so, in
0: here, in in Norway, at least, they seem to call, uh, all the grades by the year that they were
1: born. I know. God. so painful with uh, these
0: guys... So, the senior boys are all born 97. In, in 97. Our girls are all from, uh, 99. 99.
1: Anyway, moving on from that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ...thought. Yeah, so, so they... The, she basically said, like, we need to get with some 97 boys and you guys can hook up with them, and then that'll make us popular, and that's how we'll get more people to join the bus and pay for the bus. Yeah. And the fact that Ava has already a boyfriend, uh, who's a 99er... Uh, it's is, problematic. It, it, it's actually, prob- it's no problem for her. It's just break up with him. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, that that's not going to stay. Yeah. No, sorry. So they all balk at this, and it's such a great scene, I mean, for a number of reasons. One of them is that I love how Sana reacts when she's challenged, which is to not, you know, throw a fit or just be like, wow, whatever, I'm in charge. She, she's, when I think, let me
0: see what I wrote down. Essentially, uh, Vilda is, it's Vilda eventually who's like, okay, I'm not disagreeing with the points you're making, but you're crossing a line by asking her to break up with her boyfriend. And Sana's response is, like, it was just a suggestion. Yeah, she can think for herself. Ourself, like, uh, yeah, Sa- which is
1: so great. She she gives the same respect to everyone's free, you know, mind that she demands for herself. Yeah. And that's great. Like, like, Sana's
0: all bravado, but, like, she is, she she really is looking for friends the same way that they are. Yes. Uh, so she's, she just, honestly, also just wants to be liked. Uh, so it's this kind of, I, I feel like there's this, uh... Struggle within her personality of how she wants them to perceive her, uh, because she's like, I want them to know that I'm in business, but also please be my friends. Right, uh, it's a little bit of what <laughs> right. I see, and and, so- and I agree with you that this scene, just like the other one, is so perfectly in setting up the personalities of everyone throughout.
1: Um, yeah, no dynamics with each other. Uh, another thing that's really interesting about the scene is Sana being from a different, like being Muslim. She gets to call them out on on their contradictions in a Mm -hmm. really great way. So they all balk at the idea of just having, you know, hooking up with boys to get popular. And Sana's like, why? It's your culture. It's It's what what you you do. It's what you do every day. Uh, And she's not wrong about that, but also she kind of is. And uh, I I just love the way that was brought to attention in the scene and to everyone present. Uh, I also really like... I don't know if it's in this scene. No, it's not in the scene. But clearly, Nura is like, "I'm not doing that." So you get to see her very strong. Oh yeah, no- as Nora well.
0: throughout basically every single line that anyone says, her response is like, "This is stupid."
1: Right, right. Uh. right. And she's sort of our quote-unquote feminist voice in the group. Yeah. often. And uh, I was inter- I was thinking about Sara and, Noor- and Nura. Sorry, Sana and Nura. I just combined their name. They they have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. They're both a sort of wish fulfillment character. They are. Yes. Sana has, uh, I don't know what it is that makes me like Sana more than Yeah, me uh, too. Nura. I wish, yeah. I I don't know if it's my baggage of knowing where Nura's storyline goes and having issues with that that makes me, kind of like, that colors my opinion on her. And don't get me wrong, I, like, I love Nura too. She's a yeah. wonderful character and I would have like died to be like her in high school. And also, or I don't know if it's, you know...
0: I mean, yeah, I, is it just,
1: like, the sort of blonde-blue-eyed package she comes in, which is, like, too perfect? I'm uh, not sure.
0: Coming in when I first saw, which was season three, there's very little new around what there is of it. It's not the best example of, like, her, sure. her shining personalities. Whereas Sana is from, like, again, something about every scene she's in, she's, like, the best thing about it most yeah, of the time. Yeah. Do
1: you know what it is? I bet it's just that she has such a... Attitude that's fun to watch, and that pro actress has such a I don't know charisma. Yeah, that comes through, and, and not that Nura doesn't, but Nura tends to be more perfect. Yeah. I feel like Nura, you very rarely see any issue with her, or if they are, they're very like milk toast issues. Mm-hmm. Um, things that might not even be issues at all, like I don't drink. You know, I mean, that's not really an issue. Versus Sana, who I think is is kind of like abrasive and off putting. Yeah, she is, and yeah. it's so fascinating to to yeah. watch that. She is, and she's she's
0: proud of it. Yeah, it is fascinating to watch. Yeah, um, and basically, it's it's so interesting because these girls have all willingly joined this bus out of kind of loneliness. Yeah, basically just to be there for each other. I yeah, and they, be... yeah, and they don't know where it's going to take. This was not a perfect first meeting. <laughs> uh, and yet they're all still there, and I love uh, the the like closing line of the episode is Sana looking around and saying, I think it went well. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally.
1: That was so well done. Yeah. Okay, so, so next
0: episode. Yeah, next episode. Episode four,
1: is which is called Go for it, you little slut. ah uh-huh. ha <laughs> how do they go with the episode titles? These are so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, it's a very simple plot. Uh, it's a very short episode. It's only 15 minutes, by yeah. the way. It starts with Eva and Eunice in bed. He's worrying about her being in ruse. Her mom walks in very awkwardly, and he sort of ducks behind the bed. And it's a very strategically paced bed, because this will happen more than once in this show. In the show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you are going to say something? Well, I was going to say that I... This
0: is when Jonas gives us his speech about how Ruse is capitalistic. Oh, yeah, that's And right. so I was like... Jonas wants us to know, first thing in the morning, that Ruse <laughs> is capitalistic and uh, it's dumb to participate in it. Yes. I mean, Eva is free to do whatever she wants, but, you know, as long as she's aware that the choices that she is making yeah. are supporting a corrupt and,
1: and this has nothing to do with his uh, fear that she will hook up with someone <laughs> without him. Um, it's really on principle
0: that he opposes it. Yeah, it's with. just the principle of the thing, okay? Yes! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then the uh, bus mom walks in. He gets thrown on the floor, um, and it's kind of really perfect.
1: And, yeah, um, very yeah. I fun. think he's. I believe he's giving her the finger. He is as giving. We, yeah. As we
0: cut away, to as the next... we cut
1: away, she, he's giving her the finger, yeah. and it's uh. it's kind of yeah, great. It's kind of great. Uh, I have to point out the weirdness of the shot that transitions between them at the house and mm-hmm. the school. It's kind of through bushes, looking at a school door, mm-hmm. kids are coming in and out, and then it kind of pans over to an empty table, covered in, you know, cu- cups and things, like somebody uh-huh. has been sitting there, but there's nobody there, and that's And, like, then, and then it's, and then it's, yeah. And and then then it, it, <laughs> it's as if it was part of some story <laughs> that never,
0: went, <laughs> that never, never anywhere. went anywhere. I think, yeah, I don't remember, but I think you know what you're talking about. I think though I watched this episode last night
1: again. Uh, yeah, no, don't. I don't know, it just stood out to me as funny. No, it, uh, it, it, I, I, I believe you in the awkwardness of it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Eva's kind of coming out of that doorway. She's got text from her mom about bad grades, which mm-hmm. doesn't really... We're not going to address much more of it in this episode. Yeah. And
0: Vilda comes in, and she is still going on about Sana. Yeah, she's like... This is where she's like, I
1: just don't think she really fits, does she? <laughs> but
0: here come Chris and Sana, and... And Sana has uh, a solution for the toilet paper problem. <laughs> yes. So she will earn her way back into the group. Yeah, she's like, I know someone. And Vilda's like... Because Vilda bought these toilet paper with a credit card that I'm sure she has no way to pay off. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So she needs an out and she knows it. She's not going to come out and say it because, again,
1: she does not like Sana. Did you know that? Did you know that Vilda does not like Sana? (laughs) Do you know what escaped my notice? (laughs) I wonder what it is. And, anyway, as they're talking about the toilet paper and Sana as being, again, a boss. Um, penetrator Chris <laughs> walks by. P. Chris. P. Chris. That's, uh, that is how I wrote it. P. Yeah, Chris. that's how I write it because the penetrator is way too many yeah. letters. P.
0: Chris walks by, looks like kind of nods at,
1: uh, at Emma, and he's like, hi. Yeah, and it's this kind of like ooh moment. And Sana's all, wait, I thought you didn't know it in 97. Turns out, P. Chris is best friends with William. William! And now we
0: get our first mention, and subsequently our introduction, to one William, William. I forgot his last name.
1: I don't know either. I
0: did know it. I'm going to go with William. Who might be the most controversial figure in all of the (laughs) spam fandom.
1: Well, I'll say this. So... It's, Eva doesn't know anything about who they are, and Vilda can't believe that. And then So Vilda basically quickly fills her in. He's the hottest, coolest, uh, yeah. most eligible The bachelor. most handsome and
0: coolest guy in all of third year. <laughs> That's Vilda. And uh, Penetrator Chris is his best friend. And they all belong to this group of uh, boys who are uh, whose bus, whose uh, roots group, is called The
1: Penetrators. And uh, they uh, fortuitously happen to be walking by, and someone, I can't remember who in the group, says, like, look, there they are, and here come Penetrator Chris with William and a couple of other boys, and it's a shot, I mean, it's straight out of Twilight. Yes! It's like, it's like the slow-mo Twilight
0: shot, you know that moment in Twilight when they get to the school, and he, like, shuts the door, and then Bella's all like, everyone's watching, and he's like, let them watch. (laughs) William's yes. saying,
1: "William's like, let
0: them watch." It's,
1: it's this, it's the scientifically calculated to be hot effect. So the hair and the lighting and the coat he's wearing. Yeah, this, but like, the what he's wearing, the outfit, yes, every this, like, detail. Coat of We haven't even seen. Me. We haven't even seen his car yet. Just oh, yeah, we haven't even seen his like super sports car. It's hilarious. I choose to believe the show. I mean, I do think the show has. a self-awareness and a humor about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And it's not just the, the Twilight... I think what makes, like, Twilight cheesy is that they're doing it, like seriously I think and then here it's very like ha- wink wink nudge nudge and I love it so basically Sana takes this
0: moment to be like wait wait wait, the plan is still on yes uh, this is our ticket this is our, our ticket, ticket in I Eva I know you have a boyfriend but you need to flirt your way in uh with penetrator Chris and get us an invitation with the penetrators and Sana being Sana literally takes Eva's phone opens up her Instagram and likes a bunch of pictures Just, Uh, yeah, uh, going down the line kind of thing. Penetrated Chris's picture and is like, he's going to
1: message you. make Work, work, flirt your way in, girl. Into a party, yeah. And Eva's kind of like, this is weird, I'm not going to do it. But in the next scene when she's on the bus with Eunice and Isak basically two things are going on in the scene Eva is simultaneously getting messaged by penetrator Chris and kind Who of is flirting and yes. she's definitely flirting back, back. Um, while Eunice is talking about how he's never uh, hasn't met her mom and, and is upset he's upset
0: that Eva hasn't told uh her mom about them, that they're dating, and he very non subtly is like, How about we have some dinner? Yeah, together? he basically invites himself for a Friday night dinner, and she, she says yes,
1: mindedly says yes, yeah.
0: And you can tell that, like, this is important to him, yeah. And she's just her mind is somewhere else, yeah. For those in the scam fandom, this is also the first time we have Isak mention Julian Dahl, who is not a real character in any sense of the world like he never Julian Dahl is a character that has never shown up in a scam and will probably will never show up but he is uh Isak's number one fan he comments in all of his pictures and if you go to Instagram you can see Julian Dahl uh comment in all of Isak's picture and he's actually he's just he's just this character that the fans noticed and are obsessed with and uh is an account that appears to have been run by Julie or Mary. And it's just this little cute little tidbit of this character that is not real, which I actually, one of my favorite things about shows is stuff like that. Like, My Soul Called Life had a character, uh, uh, what's his name? I want to say Tito, but I don't think it was Tito. It was something like that where they would, uh, like, um, Jordan Catalano and Rayanne would always be going to Tito's place. Right, or, like, right, right. Or like they would, Jordan would really be like, where's Tito? He was supposed to be here. And right. these recurring characters are a favorite of mine. And in case you were wondering, there is a Julian doll in the Scam Austin, but it is Julia doll. Oh. And if you look at the comments, she's there saying like... Wait, where does she come up? Um, she's in the Instagram comments. Oh. It's again, again, <laughs> yes. it's not a It's a character that only if you are obsessive compulsive fan who... That's right. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's fun. It's just a whole thing that fans
1: noticed and, um, was deliberately put there, it seems, and just cool. Yeah, it's, this show, uh, is just masterful as far as I can tell and how it responds to fans. I know in later seasons you pointed out a couple of, because I'm not very deeply in the fandom or really at all, uh, you pointed out a couple of, um... Uh, compositions of the screen mm-hmm. that yep. mimic, deliberately mimic artwork, fan yep. art, art that had been done and had been popular. Yeah, which I think is super cool. It is super cool. Uh, it's kind of like nod and recognition of like, yeah, we see you. We're inspired by you, just like you're inspired by us. Yeah, which is why, which is why, like, I, I, I've, I've been to a lot of like talks because you know LA, we
0: in LA. We've been to a lot of talks where. Uh, showrunners like bristle at the men, at the notion that they would change anything in reaction to fans, and I'm like, that's not how it works, right? Of course, uh, you, you're human. You are paying attention to what other people yeah, are talking you can, about. You're st- obviously, you still stick to the story that you're going to tell, right? Like you don't like fans dictate you in that way, but yes, you're listening to what your friends are reacting to. Uh, it happens a lot, and and when you and when you admit that, I respect you more. The Kings, the writers for The Good Wife, they introduce Kalinda's, uh husband in season, I want to say season uh, two or three, and everyone hated him, so they cut him out. They wrote him out. Right, right, like, right. Yeah, that's what
1: you do. You yeah. engage with fans. Yeah, uh, I mean, think, you wouldn't be there without them. Exactly. Well, and also, I mean, a show is like a conversation. Yes! And, I mean, yeah, it's a complicated thing, and yes, you don't want fans dictating, because it can get... Obviously. Yeah, it can get, and especially when you're doing fan service. Is Yeah, fan service is another line that's Yeah. yeah. So I, what I, it's just great the scam finds this way to walk that line really well. To to acknowledge without letting it even dictate. Yeah.
0: Without letting it dictate their decisions. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay. Let's see. Where
1: are we? Oh, yeah. So then,
0: uh, yeah. So essentially, then we're back at the courtyard.
1: Emma makes her way to the girls. Oh, yeah, it just tells her, oh, my God, we have an invitation to, to a penetrator ha- to party. Hang with the penetrators. Uh, it turns out Nura, neither Nura nor Sana drink, which uh, they, you know, they had to get some alcohol for the party. Uh, there's this amazing, but also I don't fully understand, beer man joke. Joke, yeah. Where Chris is calling the beer man and speaking in English and... They're all laughing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still,
0: I've seen it at this point, like, six times, and I still don't... don't. <laughs> Quite get it. Uh, I feel like
1: there's a really cultural small that we're not getting. But I, I still like think it's very funny. I like yeah, and I like the genuine laughs of everyone. Yes, it almost seems like they improved it because there's it's so genuine that their their reaction to Chris is so real. The mm-hmm. other moment, because I have to point it out, uh-huh. is
0: that this is also one of my favorite Sana moments because I, it's a favorite Sana gif of mine. Oh, whereas <laughs> when she shushes Vilda, yes. tells her she talks too much, so shushes her again. And walks away backwards, and just
1: walks away, <laughs> <laughs> and Vilda stays quiet until Sana is gone. gone. Yeah, so she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is still like Vilda is so terrified of her. Like that's
0: <laughs> the word I would use uh, at this point in their friendship. If we can call it that. Yeah,
1: let's call it that. Yeah, yeah, let's call it that. Yeah, and that's basically the just that scene, and then we move on to the bulk of the episode. Or the which is Friday Night Party! Friday Night, which starts off with the amazing uh, Girl Squad moment, which is when you have all the characters together. They get their own slow-mo walking down the street mm-hmm. with their bags of beer and wine or whatever that I love so much, and it's very in it character is, for all of yeah, them. Yeah, it is the most iconic uh
0: girl squad image I think it's what they use for most of the like promotion material yeah. and it's just it's iconic perfectly framed everyone like you said so sewing character and I
1: just 100% love it also the song is magnificent oh yeah the song is so good yeah also the reason why well anyway moving on and then it cuts to them at the party and it's you know just standard house party it's a little awkward because pepsi Max squad was also Turns has also out,
0: been invited yeah and uh, we know what their drama with Vilda is. They kicked her out of the bus. Uh, she still goes and says hi to them. We don't know what Eva's beef with them really is. Yes. We just know she does not want to be near them. Yeah, and
1: I almost got the impression Vil- uh, Vilda doesn't know about... Uh, Eva's beef with them. No. I don't think she Yeah, uh, and, I,
0: and, I, and, and, and so uh, so far, the only person that she's sort of hinted at it is to Nora. She's like, Nora, she's like, I don't, they're going to kill me. Yeah. But no one asked any follow-up yeah. questions, which I thought was interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And this is another super Nora-Eva shipper moment where basically Eva grabs Nora and is like, Please don't leave me. Chris Penetrator Chris is going to attack me. Maybe yeah, yeah. or uh, the Pepsi Max squad is going to kill me. Literally like, kill me though. So, yes. so please don't leave me and I was like, "Okay, I'm here for you." Uh, which is then funny when less than a minute later she gets a phone call and has to leave. The chance was
0: in Spanish. Oh, she did. I didn't even yeah. pick up on that. I think she says like, "Hola" or something oh, and I didn't then pick she up on gets that. up
1: and she funny. leaves. Funny.
0: Uh, uh, and then and then but what the other detail that I love about that scene is that as as Nora's picking up and like leaving, she sees that like penetrator Chris is like Still eyeing Eva and kind of coming over. And she's like, just talk to him about politics or something.
1: (laughs) Best turn off (laughs) in the world. Uh, And sure enough, uh, Penetrator Chris does come over and try hitting on Eva. And Eva does try to turn him off with politics by saying, oh, I'm not going to be on the roost bus. It's a capitalist. Basically parroting what she heard. Yeah, She um, she quotes
0: basically verbatim what Jonas had told her like a couple of days early. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and, of course, it has the opposite effect. for Whether true or not, uh, Penetrator Chris, Chris It's all like,
0: ooh, you're kind of smart. I'm in... I'm, it turns me on. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. She, whatever she would have said, his she answer would have been, been like, ooh,
1: turns me on.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, but I also think it's fun and interesting in, uh, how she does like being called brainy. And I yes. think she gets a little of it Because, that, she, yeah, she doesn't get to hear that a lot, especially yeah. with the wonderful two of Isaac and Jonas. Right, right. Constantly putting her down. So, uh so she suddenly is like, "Oh, do tell." Meanwhile,
0: so, uh meanwhile, Vilde has found William. <laughs> yes. She's made her conquests. And and um, basically uh they they walk by. We, it's funny because we don't we don't really I feel like you don't really see him. It just kind
1: of like you see her, like his back or something. You see I his don't back, know. but she walks by Chris. She walks by and Chris. Talking to another guy. Not penetrated Chris. Girl Chris. And, okay, pause for one second and talk about the uh, conversation Chris is having with that guy. I feel like I, in the translation or something, isn't great, but basically he's giving the explanation for why they're called penetrators. And it has something to do with wanting to get a girl pregnant. Really? Oh my god! I I how have I not how noticed he, this? It's so, he. It's only like half the story, and I don't know if it's that we're getting only half, even if we spoke Norwegian, or if it's the subtitling. But he says something like, "Yeah," and then his goal was to get a girl pregnant, but instead he found another solution. And she goes, "Oh, that's why you're called the penetrator." I was like, "What?" <laughs> What is the rest of the story? <laughs> so, maybe homework for us is to and maybe find we out. can find that out. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. So she, so Vilda like back walks by um, girl Chris on the way out, uh, and is all like, "Ooh, I'm going outside with with William." And that, and I
1: think actually that's where the episode title goes, yeah go, comes from because Chris, Chris is said. like, "Go for it, you little slut." Yeah. <laughs> and the guy is like, "Little slut? slut," and she's like, "What? I'm slutty too." Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I think <laughs> it sounds bad in the telling of it, but I actually really like the attitude the girls have about sex. Um, they have a kind of freedom about it. This The show is definitely reveling in teenage promiscuity yeah. and not condemning it, uh, which I really, really like. And it just sort of has this vibe of, you know what, like, you're young, like, do your thing, like, sow your wild oats, don't, don't be, it's, it's not judgy in about, like... About being oh so and so slutty or and it's not but it so it doesn't treat it as this like weird bad anomaly it doesn't pretend that it doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah I just really like it its attitude like it celebrates something that I think most people would want to condemn in in that free free spirited attitude that the kids have with each other yeah I would that's why I was uh, before it happened
0: and we'll talk about it once we get there that was I was always kind of intrigued to the, think about what Sana's season was gonna look like because. It, to be fair, like, these, these hookups and parties are, like, the story engine for a lot of the conflict right, uh, right, in right. the first uh, three seasons. So I was uh, very curious to see how they were going to ha- handle all of that with Sana and her family and her faith and how that all sort of right. uh, plays into it.
1: And, you know, I think part of the reason why I was so conscious of it in this scene is because of that moment with her in the last episode where mm-hmm. she says, uh, basically she calls them out on being like, well, that's your culture already anyway, yep. to sell sex for status in, in your social circles.
0: And then here goes Vilda basically following up on that. Basically doing yeah. the same thing. And so the show... I because just, I think her subsequent... Subsequent... Uh, whatever. What's subsequent? the word? Subsequent. Obsession with William doesn't really come out of liking him, but kind of out of justifying why she wants to be with him. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which is that he's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she can't just say that. Right.
1: Yeah, and I just think the show... I guess what I'm trying to say is...
0: No, I think it is fascinating the way that it yeah. is. Yeah, like...
1: It doesn't portray it as a good thing. Oh, here's what I'm trying to say: it's not pushing this kind of sexualized thing and saying this is cool and this is how you should be. But it's also not. But it's also not condemning, condemning it. it. It's and not like even even like we've been watching the rewatching
0: the OC and even there like that that their attitude is much more
1: condemning and judging. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you drink and you end up on the beach getting almost raped by your boyfriend's <laughs> jailbird <my> brother. brother. <laughs> Sorry Marissa <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just sort of like this is you know, teens are teens and there's something fun about it and they you know you just sort of trust that they'll make the right choice in the end and etc. I don't know. It just really works for me. Uh, because so many times I feel like it's either glorifying or valorizing sexuality in a way that I don't like. Yeah. Or it's condemning it. So yeah. I just feel like they do this really good job. Uh, yeah, once we get there, that's why I thought it was so
0: fascinating because I so I have mentioned I rewatched the entire show with my mom and with my cousin and my brother happened to watch the second half of Nora's season. It's the only thing he saw, but he loved it. He like Oh, interesting. Yeah, he really resonated with the portrayal of her. And her like struggles and, and and all of that and like sort of like the way that her sexuality I guess was portrayed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, really? Because to me, that's my least favorite part. Yeah, that's the yeah. Most yeah. problem. Like, yeah. yeah, the most sort of. Like, but he was like. Just-
1: or season. Super into it. He's super intrigued. Uh, anyway. Well, we'll you have to tell me about more about his. Uh, yeah, at or, that point. When we get there.
0: Uh, and then eventually, uh, the party uh, ends abruptly for the girls, at least, because oh, yes. suddenly we turn and we see. There's s- kind of a scream, and and then and uh, Eva turns, and yeah. then she sees uh, Sana through beer. She threw beer at, at Ingrid, at Ingrid, at, yeah. at the Pepsi Max Squad girls, right. uh, and then she. <laughs> <laughs> Two resound fi- uh, middle fingers. Yeah, add them. And then the girls are like, and this is why I love, because this is clearly the moment where they're like, all right, this is us then. We're out. We're out. And no one questions. Everyone just says, okay. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Yeah, and then you just see them running out of yeah, the party. Yeah, even
0: Bilda, who is like busy uh, with William, is like, what's going on? Chris is like, we're going. And Bilda's like, okay. Yes. And then they just run out. Yes. And thus... The
1: girl, squ- girl Squad is officially born, yes. I would say. After that, that's totally. it. Yeah. It's a, that's their musketeers moment. Like, yeah. one for all and all yes, for one. Yeah. Regardless
0: of what conflicts they have amongst them, and they definitely mm-hmm. still have them, yeah, that, that,
1: that's, it's going to be them. Yeah. From now until. Yes. Yes, yeah. they're in through thick and thin. Okay, so, any final thoughts on, that's, these are episodes three and four of season one of Scan. No, I think that's about all I have to say. I'm just really
0: excited that we finally got to meet all of our main characters um, and then we get to see how uh, they interact with each other for the next yeah. couple of
1: years. and compare with each other. And Yeah,
0: and that Sana's the best. Uh... <laughs> Uh, there's this thing on Tumblr where people are always, like, um, hoarding, uh, URLs that are uh-huh. relevant to, like, a fandom. They're like, ooh, I got the first one that was, like, evac, or the first one that was, like, whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. And I usually think it's dumb and I don't care, but there's one girl that has, that I follow who has sana knows, uh, And I love it so much. That's a good one. It's such a good one. She uh, does
1: know everything. She really does. So, yeah, so thank you for listening. Oh, wait, I have one, one last thing I want to throw out there that I was thinking about watching this episode, uh, these last two episodes, which is the actress. I just want to mention how amazing the actress who plays Eva is, Lisa yeah. Teague. Mm-hmm. So many scenes she holds up with. She has one of those faces that you can see. There's just an internal life going mm-hmm. on. Yes. And I think a lot of the um, complexity of the scenes and relationship between comes from, Because of that, and I just there was there were especially in the in episode three, um, even there's the very opening scene with her and Yunus is yeah I just couldn't I just. Kept being my she's she's a low key character sometimes and so I think she gets overlooked. Yeah, I agree. Like and Sana and everyone who are very out there. Um, but Lisa, I think I'm pronouncing it Lisa Teague is amazing and yeah, she I definitely
0: think uh, and I think we mentioned this a little bit last time that she's one of the Song heroes of of the of the show because she's always solid and she's always great and her Eva is. Just I really, really like her. There's a lot going on with her, and that's why I miss her. Yeah. Uh, because she's never she's never gonna be as uh, much of a focus or a, of a presence as she is in this first season. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a shame because I think she's great. Um, and I think also like I said, part of it is that the actress doesn't seem to have any social uh, public social media, so it also like takes away from that fandom uh aspect of right, it. Right,
1: right. Uh, but it also just makes her more mysterious. more mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that was my only... Okay, cool. Uh, Well, mention. I think we're
0: going to, whenever we do this again, I think we're going to also discuss uh, a little bit of Scum Austin Yes. as it keeps uh, going on, and then we'll talk about episodes... What episode are we on? Five, five and, and six. and six, which I don't actually remember what five and six
1: are. I just remember how we
0: end up, but not how we get there. Okay, so. cool. Looking <laughs> we'll right. forward to it. Uh, well, that's it for us. Oh, we have a Tumblr. Oh, uh, I didn't even know this. Yeah, we have a Tumblr... Uh, Cries in Norwegian. Uh, we have a Twitter, which is actually at cries Norwegian because cries in Norwegian was too long. Got it. Uh, so cries Norwegian is our Twitter. Uh, CriesinNorwegian.tumblr is our Tumblr. Yeah, I think that's all we have so far. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, content. we also have a <laughs>
1: Gmail if you really want to get in contact
0: with us that way. Yeah, if you want to come argue with
1: us about something or correct our, pr- our Norwegian pronunciation. Yeah, if you want to tell
0: us how we don't understand William at all and he's really just a tortured soul that <laughs> deserves our undying love. Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to those. <laughs> at the, yeah, cries in Norwegian at gmail.com.
1: Amazing. Thank all you, right. Gabby. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you, Liska. <laughs>